Inside our heads there's a landscape, worlds and feelings and times created by the taps of consciousness that sit within. Constructions of fantasy and reality that pass like clouds. drift and farm across the glorious blue sky summer's day canvas of our existence. We try to tether them all, but some are lost as they dance and dissipate. Turning to the place where faint echoes of who's and where's and when's meld into silence. There are formations that hang and help us to actualize, to remember love and loss. To remember love and loss. To remember love and loss. with an internal compass through lanes and paths to reach the familiar. What a pleasure it is to be under these clouds, face to the sky, when they release their droplets to wash over us and make us whole. Good evening, mega buses. Praise be to the bus. That was Brain Girl again. I asked her to come back for another episode just because she kicked off the last one in just such a great way and I had a lot of messages of people saying they really enjoyed that intro so I thought let's keep it going let's go again we are on episode four of season two today I think we're going to be talking about memories and how at the moment it's good to use them to feel positive about life because we can remember uh, just we can just remember what the world was like before this happened before before lockdown started and how also, memories are sometimes good to not rely on so much. So, for example, from a running point of view, it's nice for me not to remember what it was like to be injured, not to remember that pain. Uh, I really fancy... I just want to bring that beat back one more time. Uh, let's have a look. Let's bring the bass back first. Hang on. There it is. That's a walk-in bass line. I love that. All right, let's put some drums on top. They feel slower, doesn't it? It feels a bit slower. So let's put some horns on. There we are. That's what gives it its groove, its swagger, its attitude. Now some guitar. Nice open chord there and just nice little lick at the end. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to leave the bus station. Oh yes! Running reviews. Running reviews are back. Stick that in your life pipe and smoke it. Stick that in your um, experience pie and bake it. We are back. Running to music, and you know what? It's, I've realised that I will happily never race again as long as I just get to run to two albums a week and just shout my head off running around the reservoir. Uh, yeah. So, what, what, which ones did I do? I did. I did a Mr. Formula one. 
which is a Welsh language hip hop album. I did it for Deeth Music Cymru. Uh, I loved that. I absolutely loved it. That was the perfect way for me to just kind of find my feet again. Remember how to do the run review. Remember the whole routine of put a gel in my pocket, charge the GoPro, charge the headphones, charge my phone, download the album. It's Honestly, it's a real military operation to bring those seven or eight minutes of pure entertainment into your eyeballs. So yeah, I found my feet again doing that. I didn't run around the reservoir for him. I thought... I went up there and I looked at it and I thought, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not, still not sure what kind of mood this calf is. Because I've decided it's not, it wasn't an injury, it was just my calf being moody. My calf just wanted a bit more attention. So I was like, oh, I tell you what, I, I, I'll still nurse it, I'll still kind of put it in the hammock of my shin, which is how I like to think of my leg. I like to think of my leg as like a big sleeping device for different muscles and they just spend half the time lounging around there. And then I just go running around banging a spoon on the saucepan saying, let's do some work, legs, let's do some work. So I did, um, yeah, Mr. Formula, absolutely loved it. Put the video up, happy days. I thought, here we go, I'm on a roll. And then on Monday, no, Tuesday, I have Mondays off. Mondays is usually my rest day. So on Tuesday, I went up and I took that reservoir on head on. I was like, come on, I am having you. And I ran to the new Foo Fighters album. I'll be honest with you, I haven't listened to a Foo Fighters album since, I think, it. which one is called, which one's got Learn to Fly on it? Since that one, so... When was that out? Like 97, 98? I haven't listened to a Foo Fighters album for over 20 years. And I thought, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a go because part of this running review experience I'm on, because it's still an experience. I still get excited every time I do it. I still discover something that I feel I should have listened to before. And and just part of that whole thing is, let's just give things another chance. Let's give things another chance like I did with metal. You know, like I've shunned metal all my life until last year and now I love metal. I thought... You know, I've I haven't really spent a lot of time following the Foo Fighters, so let's give them a go. And that Medicine at Midnight album, I loved it. I loved it, and it was a bit. It's a bit like Queen's the Stone Age album, I thought, and it reminded me in parts of uh, McCartney's solo albums. I had this recorded at home feel, and so I've done that. So I've done two running reviews. I got another. Hopefully, I got two lined up this week. I'm going to do the Divide and Dissolve album which I've just heard fantastic stuff about. I've actually heard one song off that and it, it blew me away. And I'm going to do TV Priest, their album. And I'm a bit annoyed. I'm a bit gutted because just before I got injured, uh, a, I don't know, was it like a record label? Someone got into a record label? No, a promotions company. I know, a record label and a promotions company got in touch with me and they sent me two pre-releases to run to. So before it came out, like kind of world exclusives and I got injured and I couldn't do them. And TV Priest is one of those. So I will do that. And it's, it's amazing being in this situation where people are sending me albums to review before they even out. So I've got another one lined up for, I think it's, I've been told I'm allowed to review it in two weeks time and that's not even out yet. And it's just, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. I started running to Spice Girls last April or something and it's just grown and become this thing where people want me to run to their music and I think when bands share it, like when a band shares the running review, I think they know that it gets people to connect to their album in a way that most reviews won't and it's just a beautiful thing like you you saw it with the Wild Hearts album that really took off once Ginger shared it it's happened with a few bands, you know once they share like Run the Jewels um, when Motorhead did it uh, it just, it's just people looking in and think 
I need to listen to that album again. I need to feel that pure joy that is going through that man's mind and legs once again. So running reviews are back and I'm ecstatic and there's so much good stuff lined up. Um, talking of good stuff, actually, one of the reasons why I think I, I like to... I was going to say drop this podcast, but I, I don't really like saying drop something, like release or just put it out. I was looking to put this out either on a Sunday or Monday. Those are my usual podcast days, but I've been so busy and I think... I can tell you about like a few things I'm working on at the moment. So I'm doing a music podcast with Shure Microphones and I'm using a Shure Microphone right now, which they sent me, which is very nice of them. And we've done a few guests on it. I can't tell you who we've interviewed, but one of the one of the people wrote one of my favourite songs growing up. So it was just wild to talk to him. And he's turns out he was a massive running fan. So like half the chat was about the music he's done. And then we we were ready to wrap up and he's like, I want to talk about your running. So I end up talking to him for 20 minutes, half hour about running. I, I can't wait to put that out. Uh, we've, I, I just, I can't give anything away. I can't give anything away, but we have spoken to some amazing people and I'm doing that with a gentleman called Ian Hurst from a uh, non-profit mental health organization called We Are Hummingbirds. So me and him are working together on this thing. We've got sponsorship with Shure Microphones. And like they they just hooking us up with some really good guests and yeah I I can't get I just wait for it to come out it's not going to be long the first episode will be out soon uh, apart from that well that's not apart from that aside from that or alongside that as well we are working on a running punks radio show it's just <laughs> absolutely mad absolutely amazing um, I don't know that's I can we can talk about that I guess but that's for Union Jack Radio. And it's a 45-minute radio show uh, on the run, basically, on the run. And we've got a guest on each episode. They pick kind of they f- like songs. We ask them, like, what's your guilty pleasure, blah, blah. So, it's, you know, you still get the music like a radio show, but between the songs you have me and Rodri running and talking to a guest. So that I can't, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to start that. And we've got our own Running Punks podcast. I just thought, you know... I'm keeping the Megabus. The Megabus is mine. This is my bus. I know the route. I know all my passengers quite well. So I'm keeping this. Let's do a, a Running Punks podcast on the side. Wow. What can I say? I'm, I'm a I'm a busy boy. So sorry if you've been waiting for this bus to turn up. I hope you're not too cold. This episode, by the way, is going to be quite psychedelic. There's going to be a lot of quite trippy music in there today because, well, I'll explain why later on, but it's all due to a book I've been reading. But before we go further... Let's talk about the running I've done this week. Ah, hang on, I was enjoying that. Let's let's bring the drums back for a bit. Do you think, is that the kind of drum beat I can talk over? I'll give it a go, let's give it a go. Actually, that's, that's making me really anxious. <laughs> I think that and this coffee is making me anxious. Let's let's turn that off. Oh, I don't like. I I often think, where are people when they listen to this podcast? And I think the majority of you would be listening to this whilst running. So part of me thinks, you know, music is good because it's it'll give you a bit of company, a bit of motivation while you're running. And then part of me is like, I can't talk over that drum beat. This it's like someone knocking the door. It's yeah. It's, it feels as though someone has come to read the gas meter, and I'm doing that little thing I did as a kid where I'd hide below the window <laughs> did anybody else used to do that just anytime someone came to the house like my parents would say uh, the milkman's coming tonight they'd go to the pub and they'd say the milkman's coming tonight here's 
the money to pay him for the week. And he'd knock on the door and I'd hide. I'd hide. Even though all I had to do was give him the money, I'd hide. And then my parents would come back and they say, did you pay the milkman? No, I hid. <laughs> I hid from the milkman. <laughs> oh, I wonder if you still carry that sort of weirdness into your adult life with you. I probably do. Well, I definitely do because I'm talking about it. Anyway, this is a running podcast. I need to have a post-it note on the windscreen of the Megabus to remind myself, Jimmy, this is a running podcast. Let's talk about running. Let's talk about the the first week back after my injury. How did it go? I'll talk you through it day by day, right? Because I think it's interesting for people to know how you recover from from an injury, how you you build yourself back up into normal fitness, how you keep a lid on it. Don't let those biscuits go stale. Don't let everybody get a whiff of what you're baking. Keep it to yourself. So, oh, I'm saying that. Keep it to yourself. And I'm just about to share it with everybody. Anyway, I lost my trail of thought then. I'm sorry. I, I kind of need a pee and I just drove past the services. I hope you don't mind. I hope nobody else... <laughs> I hope nobody else on the Megabus needs a pee because I've just driven past it. I don't know where the next one is. So let's just hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just get my head back on. Let's just get back in the zone. So I was out for four weeks, okay? I did a lot of light running and I did a lot of scoffing. I did a lot of eating. Uh, so I've I've put weight on, okay? I You know, don't, don't flatter me. Don't say, yeah, you look great. Jimmy, you look great. Ah, don't be silly. You look great. I know. I know I've put weight on, okay? It's cool to be comfortable with that. So that's one thing I've got to deal with now is I've got to lose a bit of that weight. Uh, another one is I've kind of worked out that obviously it was the calf that was the issue, but my whole legs, my legs were a mess, right? Anything from my penis down <laughs> is a mess. And my penis goes as far as my knee. So No, I'm joking. So anything from the penis down was an absolute mess. So I've been foam rolling it, stretching it, shouting at it, covering it in smoothies, setting fire to it. Uh, and I'm just noticing, ah, I'm in, the, the alignment feels weird. I feel as if I've got a capo across my waist and the top half of my body is in a different key to the bottom half. So in a way, I feel like I'm finding my feet again and I'm just, I'm being careful. So you've got four weeks of like, I think it was pretty much, over a week of no running and then just nice gentle running, eight kilometers, five kilometers here and there. And now I'm kind of trying to get back into it. So just bear that in mind when I talk about the training and, and what I'm doing. Um, so on the Monday, I did a real slow eight kilometers, real slow. Uh, if you've had a training plan off me, you know that I do my training to time. I kind of thought uh, I need to just train the distance while I'm coming back into it, just so I just so I can set myself some easier targets. And, you know, I, I want to set myself a, a distance target for the week. So I did a slow eight kilometers, kind of around about five minutes per kilometer. And I started feeling <laughs> really stiff after 6K, right? It was real. It was a battle. So Tuesday I had off. I thought, you know what, I've done, a, I've done a lot there. Let's just take Tuesday off. Wednesday, I was asked to do a video for Welsh Athletics. So I got out and I ran like my favourite loop around the back of Machanis, which is a golf course in Slathley. So I ran around there. That's about 13 and a half kilometres. I did that. This time, I started feeling really sore around 10 kilometres. I remember thinking, my left leg's not working. My left leg does not want to run. So I guess I ran okay for 10 kilometres and then it, the other three and a bit kilometres was real tough. It was real tough. And I just relied on some, some loud music in my headphones to keep me going. Thursday, ah, this is when I started thinking, I'm not training probably, right? So Thursday, I ran really late in the afternoon, like just before six. I did another eight kilometers. And 
the legs felt good. The legs felt all right, but my fitness, I, that was the first time I noticed, oh, this, your fitness is gone. And in, I don't panic about stuff like that. I really don't panic because, uh, again, if you've had a plan of me, you'll see that I keep saying the running is a skill. And I think if you see it in terms of a skill, you don't worry about losing it. You know, I I, I used to get hung up, uh, particularly when I raced on a track, oh, my fitness is gone. My head, my head would be all over the shop. Like, oh, I need to get my fitness back. But now I just think, Right, it's just about remembering our skills. So, you know, I don't play much guitar at the moment, but I know that when it comes to a gig, I'll be playing solos behind my neck and I'll be smashing that up, no problem. And I'm like that with running. It's like, I just need to let it come back to me. So um, being aware that I was totally unfit, not a problem. Friday, I did uh, the running review. So Friday was when I did the Mr. Formula running review and I did 13 kilometers in total. And I averaged kind of around... 427 per kilometer. I was super happy with that, like really happy with that. The first six kilometers of the running review were uphill. <laughs> Set yourself a challenge, Jim, just run uphill. And I started feeling really tired. Then I saw a chicken on the path, so I started chasing a chicken. So that chicken kept me going for a good couple of meters. And then I was buzzing because I beat this chicken. I was like, oh my God, I am back. I'm running better than ever. I just overtook a chicken. Uh, and then I just battled for the other, was it like seven or eight kilometers? It was a real struggle. But I, I'm happy that I ran at a decent pace. Saturday, I did an easy six kilometers. Another one where I left this so late, right? And the reason I left it so late, because I was just reading this book. I, I'll talk about the books I read this week, but I was reading this book and I was just loving it. I could not put it down, but it really messed up my run. My run was so late. I was like rushing. I had to get home. Um, I even called into co-op on the run. Like <laughs> I, I paused the watch. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to start a Strava segment in co-op. So I paused the watch, did a shop and then the fastest kilometer. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. The fastest kilometer was with a bag full of shopping. So that was Saturday. And I'm like, right, that's two runs this week where I've been going out late. I need to sort it out. Come on. So I went to bed early on Saturday night. I set my alarm. And I didn't even need to set my alarm because Lily, our little girl, woke me up at five-ish. And I thought, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I put the head torch on, which I had for Christmas. I had two head torches for Christmas, even though I've only got one head. Uh, I put that on and I went out and I ran the Machanis Loop again, round the back, alongside the sea, in the dark. I did like a nice steady-ish 10 kilometers, averaging about 426 per kilometer, which again, I'm happy with that. That's a good pace for me. And that run was funny because... The best bit of that run was the first eight kilometers. Uh, I felt really good and I was kind of hypnotized. <laughs> I was hypnotized by the little light on my head just bouncing around and I, I, I suddenly thought, I've got really massive eyelids at one point. <laughs> I thought, my eyelids are massive, but it was just the, 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 the night. It wasn't my eyelids at all. It wasn't even my skin. It was the heavens above me. Uh, and then I thought I was having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> because I was focusing on the light and I thought, I've gone past it, I've gone past the light, what's going on? But it was just, my hat had fallen over the torch and it just went darker than normal. So the first eight was really trippy and weird, first eight kilometers, and then the last kind of <laughs> three kilometers was a real battle. Uh, so that was my my first week back. I was happy with that. That was kind of like 60, I think it was 61 kilometers and I guess two tough runs in there. So happy days, perfect. I had Monday off which is my usual day off, um, 
comes from working in an office with a job I hated and Mondays were like just the toughest days for me mentally. So I wouldn't even run on a Monday, but it's like a superstition now. I've kept it, I've kept it going. Tuesday, I ran to the Foo Fighters, 4.20 per kilometre pace, going around the reservoir, dancing, pirouetting around ice, um, getting out of breath because I got so excited at a tempo change in one of the songs. Uh, and I'm happy with that. That was a real good, I, I mean, it's hard to think of terms of the running reviews as like a good run, but that felt for me like I was totally lost in music and I, I was like, wow, I've just powered around there. I've done two like tough laps. I've done a few hills. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. No pain in the calf at all. So then today I thought, let's just take it easy, right? <laughs> let's just take it easy. I've, I haven't got the best running trainers at the moment. I'm still in like a really old pair of Kinvaras, uh, which are not ideal for longer runs. They're more of like a, like a racing shoe. So I thought just, let's just do an easy 10 kilometers, uh, nice and light, just put some chilled out music on and just, you know, relax. Uh, but then I saw my friend, the bull, Matthew Phillips, and he was hearing it. Is that? Yeah, hearing it. He was going so fast around this, um, I can't remember the name of it. It's like a, a, a vast body of water somewhere just outside Clenetley Town Centre. He was going around there in his pink running punks jumper. And I was like fully prepared that we were going to stop and have a chat. But he said, I'm on for a half marathon PB. So I joined in with him thinking he had like 200 metres left. <laughs> I said, how far have you got left? He's like, oh, just over five miles. I thought, oh, my word, buckling, buckling. You've had a big breakfast. You're barely, everything's just sloshing around in there. You've got three T-shirts on and a jumper. You haven't got a running punks hat on, so you're not really being yourself right now. But let's just buckle in there and go with him. So I kind of, oh, I think I maybe stuck with him for... Uh, I'm sure he'll correct me. I think it was maybe just less than five kilometers. Uh, he was going at, he'd run 10 kilometers in 37 minutes. No, 35 minutes. Yeah, he'd run 10 kilometers in 35 minutes. So he was going for it. So I was running like 3.40, 3.44 per kilometer for five kilometers with him. And then I was like, it started snowing. And I just thought, you you go, you go for it. You're on a mission. You are just running amazing. So he went off and I just kind of slow jogged home. So that's the running I've done. So that's kind of, how I've eased myself in. It's been a mixture of easy runs, kind of being aware of where you're at and just forgetting where you're at and just being absolutely silly and chasing the bull around. Um, but one of the things, right, is that this episode is about memory. It's quite a psychedelic episode. I'm, I'm about to play you something quite psychedelic now. But one of the things that, that I found is that at home, because we're not really going out and about and experiencing things, I, I find that I'm spending a lot of time at home just like literally just trolling through my memory like it's a library. And it's amazing how some memories are useful and then others uh, you just choose to ignore. And the big one for me is the pain in my leg. Like when I was running with a bull today and I was really pushing it, despite my plan being an easy run, I wasn't, no once did I think about oh, that pain coming back. Do you know what I mean? I was just enjoying my running so much and it was amazing. So yeah, let's um, let's put on my uh, lizard suit and play you something now. Um, because the past couple of days I've been watching <laughs> cartoons with Tommy and I've been noticing scenes in things like Moana that I've never seen before, right? And it's really freaked me out. I've, I've watched Moana so many times and then I'm like, I've never seen that scene before. Uh, so I started thinking, what if this has gone bizarre? What if I spent so much time in front of the telly, I've gone inside the telly? So imagine you've subscribed to that bizarre Amazon channel, Gaia. Uh, I'm David Icke and I'm going to play you a very bizarre and dreamlike interview that I didn't do, which I, 
I was just acting. I was pretending to do an interview. Anyway, let's press play and let's just... We, we're passing Swindon now, so let's just watch what's on the telly as we pass Swindon. That's where Billy Piper's from, by the way. I can see her house from here. You want me to talk about it now? Okay, is this right? Am I, am I close enough to the mic? It was a perfectly normal day. The kettle took... You know, 94 seconds to boil like usual. The toaster caught fire because of a stuck hot cross bun and my neighbour had locked himself in his greenhouse with a fox again. So, you know, he was screaming amongst the courgettes as the fox bit lumps out of his hamstring. And meanwhile, I was on the sofa with my wife and my two children watching Moana on Disney+. Plus. Now, I must have seen this film, I don't know, 100 times possibly, drifting in and out of concentration. <coughs> Sorry. I find it hard to talk about it. Drifting in and out of concentration, one eye on the telly, the other on my phone, the other... No, wait, that would mean I have three eyes. I only have two for now. So, yeah, I was concentrating when I suddenly noticed a scene in the movie I'd, I'd never seen before. I turned to my family and said, I've never seen that scene before. But they were all... They were all sleeping. Strange, I thought. The next day, me and my son were watching an episode of Paw Patrol when the same thing happened. I, s I saw something in there I'd, I'd never seen before and this kept on happening for months. Uh, sometimes characters or actors would talk to me directly through the TV. Uh, whenever I questioned my family about it, they, they were either asleep or saying they had no idea what I was on about. So eventually I decided to phone Netflix to ask them if they were playing tricks on me. I was put on hold for several minutes and then a voice came on and said Jimmy, do you still remember that pond in France that you swam in when you were 12? I said I did remember it and how did you know about that? The voice on the phone said not to worry about that for now and to just focus on that pond in France. But I closed my eyes and I thought back to the time I swam in it. The voice said feel yourself floating in the pond. I did just that, and I started feeling weightless, I started to relax. I felt the brushing of fish across my toes, I tasted ready salted crisps on my tongue. I felt that glorious South of France sun on my neck. Now, said the Netflix voice, I want you to take a deep breath and, and dive to the bottom of that pond. Dive deeper and deeper. That's it. What do you see at the bottom? This. This is where it gets really weird. I said, I see myself sat on the sofa watching TV. I feel like I'm inside the TV. That pond has now become Netflix or Disney Plus. There was a laugh on the phone. Exactly, said the voice, and by the way, you were late paying your bill this month. The phone went dead and I found myself back on the sofa watching cartoons with my family while my neighbor lay unconscious in his greenhouse. Wowie. Maybe that was a little bit of an exaggeration. Maybe I took flight with my fancy a bit further than usual there. But, I, you know, these are some of the thoughts that go through my mind. I am the bus driver. 
you know, my job is to get you there safely, but I also think you should know a little bit about me as well. Know what goes on inside my brain. And sometimes I do get this weird feeling that I'm living in a bizarre simulation. So if I'm watching TV and I've seen something that I've never seen before in a program I've watched a million times, I just start thinking, this is crazy. This this all started when I went swimming in that pond in France. I'm blaming that pond in France. There's another one as well where I stuck my head out of a train window in the Ukraine in the dark and then as like the sun came up, I could see out the window and it was every like couple of seconds, a pylon passed the window of the train really close, right? So I keep thinking something happened there, man. I entered some other parallel universe. My head got taken clean off by a Ukrainian pylon and I don't know what's going on. Maybe I've, it's just opened the doors of possibility and, you know, maybe the only way out is to just keep on doing running reviews until I can go back to my normal life. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I'm a bus driver. I don't have all the answers. I'm blaming a lot of my thoughts this week, though, on the books I've been reading. I've I've read voraciously. I have read as if it's a competition against words and punctuation this week. I've read like my brain depends on it. I've absorbed like a sponge. Anyway, that's enough. Let's just tell you what I've read. So the first one I kicked off the week with Everything You Ever Wanted by Louisa Sauma. This is about a lady called Iris Cohen. She suffers from depression, she's suicidal, she works in marketing and social media in London and she wins a competition to take part in a Big Brother style reality TV, reality? I can't ever say that, reality TV show on a planet called Nyx. That is right, you heard me correct, that is what this book is about. I urge you to read it, I mean it sounds like it could be really depressing but I loved it and it was such a page turner, it was just great to just fly through a book and kind of it left an impression is I'm not going to say I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life because that's absolutely crazy to remember a book for the rest of your life but it's definitely I, it's lodged as part of my psyche now I think about it I think about the ideas and I think about like what it means to be lonely uh yeah brilliant and quite fascinating really at the end of the book she says that this story was based on a podcast episode so I, I dug it out I had to listen on one of my relaxed runs and yeah people think that they are going to take part in a reality tv show on mars in 2023 and and this podcast was interviewing one of the women who thinks she's taking part and wow i was just i was running and my jaw was like dragging on the floor i was that gobsmacked the other book i read um was how to stay sane in an age of division by elif shafak it's only 40 or 50 pages but it talks about it was written during the pandemic so it talks about the world we're in now and the the divisions which are going on fascinating read like a little read which left a really long aftertaste a, a book i chewed on for a while like a dog with a fancy chew those two books actually came from uh, the instagram page of florence welsh from florence and machine she's got an instagram page called uh, between two books some really good recommendations on there and then the third one which i'm nearly finished um, at the moment is called Strangers. It's a collection of essays by Rebecca Tamas. She says it's essays on the human and the non-human and really fascinating. Each each one kind of inspires you and makes you look at the world a little bit differently. So I've been reading those. Um, I've also treated myself to a physical, real-life copy of Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. It's a book I've wanted to read for years. I've, you know, I've read Ulysses, and I didn't understand a lot of it. I just absorbed the words. I let it pass over my head. And But I've read it and I'm really fascinated by Finnegan's Wake. So I've made a good crack on that. And yeah, just, you know, everybody knows that book. It's like, it's absolutely crazy. And then last night I started um, I Am Legend, which scared me, absolutely terrified me. There's nothing worse than 
thinking about vampires throwing stones at your house. And then there's vampire dogs in there. Absolutely terrifying. So those are the books I've been reading this week. There's another book as well. Okay, there's another book. I, and this has really influenced the episode today. I have been reading True Hallucinations by Terence McKenna. Oh my word. Oh my word. The singer Kate LeBon recommended this book to me and I read it. It is wild. It is wild. It's about a gang of people who travel through Panama looking for psychedelic mushrooms and it's really left <laughs> an impression on me and I'm so sorry, but it's made this episode quite psychedelic. So yeah, that's the art I've been enjoying this week. And music-wise, it's mostly just been what I've done for the running review, Mr. Formula and Foo Fighters, the new Foo Fighters. And I guess when I've been working, I've really been enjoying Dr. Feelgood. I, I think, is it right to class those as a guilty pleasure band? But they really feel like that for me. And I again, I feel ridiculous for saying it, but my favourite Dr. Feelgood album is the one without Wilco Johnson on guitar. <laughs> I love the one with milk and alcohol, even though that song has probably got the worst fade out of any fade outs ever. Just it kind of like, oh, it's, oh, it is a nice fade out. And then it just stops. There we are. Right. Let's have a quick fire round of these questions and answers because we've taken up quite a lot of time talking today and we are nearly at the Ritz. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I was having a drink of water. Hang on. Mm. That is such a question time kind of jingle. Um, let's fly through these today. I never read them before. They are fresh to my head, like clapping on a mint leaf and then smelling it. Okay, here we go. Would you ever do a running review in wellies? I probably would. Now you've suggested it. Yes. Ever do ever gone to do a running review video to then discover you don't like the album? <clears throat> oh, yes, I have indeed. That was Slipknot. Uh, Marilyn Manson, who, as it turns out, is an absolute prick as well. So I'm glad I hated his album. I would... I would definitely punch that guy. He's one of the people I would punch. What's the best thing you've ever built out of Lego? Good question, because yesterday I spent a lot of time playing with Lego, and it was a kind of a strange vehicle that moved like a diving board. And I said to my son, it's okay, because you can drive that on the beach, and he was happy with this. So that, that yeah, I don't really, what does that mean, a vehicle that moved like a diving board? It, was, it wasn't stable. It kept bouncing, and the Lego man kept falling out, and I enjoyed it. Oh, another question, how are you? I'm very good, actually. Yeah, I'm very good. Um, would you rather have a bottom made from cake or a cake made from a bottom? <laughs> I would rather have a bottom made from cake and then just go to Greg's and pull my trousers down. How many running punks does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, one? <laughs> I don't know. We never had to change a light bulb. Us running punks have never had to change a light bulb because we're always outside running. So I guess the light bulb is the sun in the sky, so no one's going to change that. Cock or ball? Uh, ball. How much do you love... Tank Fly Boss Walk. Ah, oh, this is Ian. I love Ian. Me and Ian are doing the music podcast for sure together. Yeah, I love you very much, Ian. Is that all the questions? That was quite quick. There we are. That was good. That was good. Let me have a quick scroll through Instagram. We are done. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for listening. This one is called The Psychedelic One. Uh, please, if you've enjoyed this podcast, let your friends, strangers know. Uh, just spread the word on social media. It takes a long time to make. It takes a real long time to make this. It goes, a lot of love goes into it. A lot of, oh, I messed that one up. Let's go for another take. That goes into it. I also have to pay the road tax for the Megabus. So please give us a review. Tell people you like it. Um, before we leave tonight, before we get to the Ritz, let's just 
I don't know, this this episode, while being quite psychedelic, it's about memories and it's about how we are at the moment in a situation where, well, I'm just speaking from myself. I'm assuming you might be feeling the same way as me, but living in a world where I'm just, you know, constantly thinking like, how how am I going to act when this is all over? What do I do to act like a normal human being again? Because let's face it, behind closed doors, I can just be myself and I don't have to worry about it, but I can't go out into the real world like I am when I'm indoors. I've been reading True Hallucinations by Terence McKenna this week. It's a wild story about a group of people who travel through the Amazon rainforest in search of psychedelic mushrooms. In the book, McKenna says, In the fact of experiencing and making the present, we are all actors. But in the rare moments of sensory deprivation when experience in the present is a minimal thing, as on a long plane ride or any indolent self-examining trip, then memory is free to speak and call forth the landscapes of our striving in moments past. He's referencing a five-day boat trip through Panama here, but that sensory deprivation feels a lot like what we are going through right now. By having our daily lives altered so much due to the lockdown, it's having a significant impact on how we are experiencing the present. I'd go so far as to say that right now, we are barely experiencing the present at all, because as McKenna says, social situations are where we all become actors and help create the present. I love that idea. So. What are we all doing instead? Well, we're all in some kind of four-walled stasis where the only option we have is to be ourselves. This causes a permanent moment of reflection as the past spins around on a constant loop in our minds like salad in a salad spinner. The Jimmy at home with his family is nothing like the Jimmy that goes out and about and mingles with a crowd. The last time I walked into a busy room or spent time with friends is so far in the past that I'm relying on the spin and weaving of memories to conjure up what my character, the actor Jimmy Watkins, felt like and behaved around others. It's interesting because I keep thinking about what it would be like to find myself in a social situation now and it feels so odd and alien and also really daunting. To reassure myself that I'll survive when we go back to normal, I've been delving through my memories and throwing up situations in my past which I know one day I'll have to act out perfectly again. These scenarios range from talking on stage between songs to buying a train ticket. All of these things after a year of absence will rely on our memories to resurface, just like we remember to run fast if a dog chases us. Right now, our memories are filed away like instructions for computer software. I'm feeling more and more like a robot every day. But there is a way to forget all this anxiety about being cut free from the present, and that way is running. During those exhilarating moments when I'm outside, I feel a sense of timelessness. It's as though past, present and future all merge into one, and all I have to do is remember to stay hydrated. Now, where was I in this book about magic mushrooms? I just had the strangest dream. I was driving a bunch of strangers in a megabus.